This is Finally Free, a podcast for the chronic dieters, disordered eaters, and fitness junkies. For those sick of battling their bodies, sick of fearing food and the number on the scale, sick of punishing exercise, all in the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness. I'm Alana Vandersloos, an eating disorder recovered intuitive eating coach studying to become a certified intuitive eating counselor and the founder of Freedom with Food and Fitness, an online community where I coach women how to become intuitive eaters and incorporate intuitive movement for true health, mind, body, and spirit. On this podcast, you will hear stories of other women on various parts of their journeys, some who are in recovery, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll also teach you ways to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough. I'll show you how to find peace and satisfaction with food again, how to embrace the one and only body you have with joyful movement so you can move through this world with peace and confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Before we get started, I want to remind you of everything I have to offer with Freedom with Food and Fitness. First, I offer group coaching. My 10-week intuitive eating coaching program is called Defy the Diet, and it blends intuitive eating principles and mindset work in a hybrid format that blends group and private coaching to give my clients amazing results. My summer cohort client, Adriana, had this to say about me as her coach. She's helped me develop a healthy relationship with food and helped me uncover the root causes of my disordered eating. She's very open and honest about her own struggles in her journey, which empowers me and the other ladies in the group to have deep conversations about the challenges and pressures we face from diet culture in our society. Oh, I love it. And I love you, Adriana. If you are someone who wants true mental and physical health without restriction and obsession, stop overeating, find consistency in nutrition, movement, and self-care, and take the guilt out of wellness, this program is for you. My fall cohort is full and enrollment is closed, but all is not lost, love. Get on the wait list for winter, which will run January 2nd to March 6, 2023. I cannot think of a better way to start the new year. If you're interested, go to bit.ly slash defy the diet waitlist to get put on the waitlist and be the first to know when enrollment opens. Again, that is bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash defy the diet waitlist, or go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com and click on the waitlist tab. If you're not quite ready for coaching, check me out on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. There, I have free quizzes to assess your relationship with food and fitness, articles I've written, exclusive blog posts from my email list, people, and free intuitive eating worksheets, videos, and so much more. Today, I want to talk about boundaries. Boundaries around diet talk is essential for healing. I would pretty much argue that you can't heal completely around food weight in your body if you don't set up very clear, very intentional boundaries around not only the media that we consume, but around the people in our lives. And many of us don't want to create these boundaries because we don't want to be seen as weak or sensitive or someone who's easily triggered. Those are considered bad things in society, it seems, you know, the idea that we can't just deal with what other people have to say. And first of all, Part of this work, part of this healing has to do with forgetting what other people think of you. It's irrelevant. You're the only one who has to live with you. They don't have to live in your skin or in your mind. They have to live with themselves and you have to live with you. And frankly, no one is living their life according to what you think about them. So why would you want to do the same? 
you know, we, we tend to be people pleasers and we want to do what people expect of us and what's going to make us look good in their eyes. And we, we keep living as puppets on the string of other people and we're not serving ourselves. We're not being truthful and authentic to our own selves. And caring what other people think only serves to perpetuate their messages in our own lives and our own brains. So we need to learn how to separate and move away from other people's messages in our brains and our lives and concentrate on our own thoughts and our own beliefs. So boundaries are important. If we keep hearing diet culture's messages, either through the media or through the people around us, we never stop believing them. We will never stop believing them because we'll, we'll think they're fact. So we, we keep following them because apparently they must be true because we keep hearing them over and over again. So we need consistent repetition of new messages to create new neural pathways. So if we don't put boundaries around those other messages, then we get stuck in recovery. So think to yourself for a second, who in your life do you need to create boundaries around? How much you want to bet you're thinking about the people that are actually closest to you in your life? And, and that's really the crux of what makes boundary setting the, so difficult is knowing that those are the people that you need boundaries around the most. They are the people that are closest to you. They're the people that love you. They are the people that know you the most intimately. And because of that, they believe that they have a right to say whatever it is they want to say to you you if they believe that it's in your best interest. And that's part of the problem is a lot of this weight loss talk is under the guise of being in your best interest because it's quote unquote healthy for you. But if you've been a part of this work for any amount of time, or you've been a listener or a follower on Instagram at Freedom of Food and Fitness for any amount of time, you know that health and weight are not the same thing, not even close. So, so we have to understand that the, even though these people mean well, perhaps, and are saying this in your best interest, perhaps, or so they think, they're very much as steeped in diet culture as anybody else, regardless of how much they love us and we love them. Diet culture is all around all of us. And they will be the people who take to you having boundaries the least. They might protest. They might tease you. They might blow you off because they only know the person that you've been thus far. They only know, you know, present and past you. They don't know future badass you, right? They don't know this person that is not going to have their worth be dictated on their body. Uh, they, they, you know, it, it's just like how parents see their children always as these, you know, little selves, these four-year-old selves, even when they're 30. <laughs> uh, it's very hard for other people to adjust to this idea of the people that are close in their lives, the people that they think they know, changing. But luckily, I'm here to teach you a few ways to actually create these boundaries despite the potential protesting of the people in, in your life that you love. So here are six different ways to set boundaries around diet talk. The first is writing down conversational triggers and what you are and are not willing to tolerate in conversation. So you have to think to yourself, and again, this works best with either, you know, the notes app on your phone or a good old pen and paper. Really write these things down so that you can process them better and you can see them in front of you. So think questions like, how do you feel about compliments regarding certain body parts? 
are you okay with hearing about butts as opposed to thighs, as opposed to arms, as opposed to stomachs? Me, for example, I would be very triggered, or I used to be very triggered when people would talk about abs and stomachs because that was uh, a quote-unquote problem area for me. But if people were talking about arms and legs, that those were never areas in my body that I worried about, so it didn't really trigger me. So knowing that about myself was really helpful in terms of setting boundaries. Uh, does weight bother you? Talking about weight and, and numbers. How about conversations uh, including macros and calories? What about just typical diet conversation of carbs and fats and sugars? So figure out and write down what you can and cannot handle in terms of conversation. Um, and, and as you think of each scenario uh, that you come up against, see how you feel in your body. That's like that's a really good test to see what conversation topics are triggering to you. As you think about all these things that you're writing down, do you get a pit in your stomach? Do your shoulders tense up? Uh, and if so, those are topics that you probably do want to avoid. So uh, kind of thinking about all the different diet topic scenarios that might come up and feeling your gut reaction to them. Number two uh, is if the talk is happening as part of a larger gathering, like a party, you are more than welcome to walk away. Go to the bathroom, grab a drink, talk to somebody else, whatever you have to do to physically remove yourself from the situation. This strategy is for those who know that they need to filter the narratives around them but aren't necessarily ready for actual confrontations with those people in order to create the boundaries. So this is kind of like a baby step for those of us who um, aren't as assertive or maybe a little bit shy. So quietly excusing yourself is absolutely acceptable. If you're at a dinner table and the people to your left start talking about diet-related things, you can physically turn your body to the right and see what other people are talking about and see if that conversation is something you're more apt to, to participate in. Number three is don't get defensive. And you know, that's hard for firecrackers like me to not get defensive and want to yell and, and you know, kind of lash out a little bit at these people who are making me feel hurt. But if people feel attacked, the logical part of their brain actually shuts down. And quite literally, they cannot hear what you're saying. So sometimes, especially if someone's being critical, we, we want to come back with fighting words like, you know, what does that mean? Why would you say that? Um, but we don't want to get defensive because it put people's guards up. And then no one's hearing what anyone's actually saying, and it just escalates, and nothing actually gets solved. So... Um, Part of the reason we can get defensive is because deep down, maybe we still believe some of diet culture's lies, right? If somebody makes a comment about your weight, it might really bother you and upset you because deep down, maybe you still believe that you need to lose weight also because that's, you know, the behaviors are easier to heal than our thoughts around food, weight, and body. So that takes a little bit longer. So those comments might hurt. Uh, so, you know... We need to just be mindful of that. Take a couple of breaths. Again, maybe walk away. Maybe write down your feelings before you go back to talk to that person. Those are all good things to do so that we don't have the conversation escalate and people talking at each other instead of with each other. Number four. Is this number four? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Uh, write down responses ahead of time. And again, this might feel silly if you... But, but if you know what to say in certain situations in advance 
and they've come out of your mouth before in the in the in the privacy of your own room or wherever, you're gonna feel more comfortable and confident sticking up with yourself, and you're going to say those responses with more conviction instead of stumbling on your words because you never thought about them before. So write down what you think future disordered conversations might be like based on ones that you've already experienced in the past, because Lord knows we have, right? Um, What will they say to you, presumably, and what do you plan to say back? Number five is be punny, which is another way of saying, you know, use puns to be funny, be lighthearted with your requests for boundaries. It, it, It is a serious thing to have boundaries, but the process of creating them doesn't have to be so serious. Um, you, you want to use laughter and humor, if, if that's something that you're into, as a really great way to disengage the offending party and have them be a little more open to heeding your requests. So here are two really good examples. Let's say somebody says, you guys are at all the dinner table, and someone says, you're going to eat all that? You can say something like, yep, can't topple the patriarchy on an empty stomach. It's, it, it's funny. It catches people off guard. And you know, you're not coming at them with like, what does that mean? Like, you're just trying to be lighthearted about it, but also conveying the idea that, you know, you're going to eat. And yes, you are going to eat all that. Uh, Another one would be if someone asks you, have you lost weight? Which again, might seem like a benign or even a positive comment, but we want to try to get away from commenting on bodies at all, positive or negative, because we don't want to perpetuate the thin ideal by glorifying weight loss. So if someone says, have you lost weight? You're just saying, yep, the weight of other people's opinions on my weight. Again, it's a really just cute, funny way, a lighthearted way of saying, hey, I don't really want to talk about my weight right now. And Jessie Jean, who is an anti-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach, she's a really great podcast called the Love Your Body Podcast. Uh, and she has an episode, I don't know which number, but she has an episode where she has a few uh, similar responses that are really hilarious, but I would say really effective in getting your point across. And the last tip to set boundaries is probably the hardest, but it's be ready to let go of relationships. Some people are so wrapped up in their own thoughts and their beliefs and their wants and diet culture that they're not going to either want to or even be able to fulfill your request for boundaries. You'll have to learn to let these people go. And I know that's so hard because especially as an adult, making friends at all is hard. So to lose some of them to the diet culture talk and to the boundaries can be really, really difficult. But we only want people in our lives that are going to support us and make us our best selves. And Again, if you've been with me for any amount of time, you know that people-pleasing, which is keeping people around you even if they're toxic, it doesn't serve us. And we are in the business of taking care of us. So we may fear that we are being oversensitive, that we should just be able to let things go, that it's not a big deal, but it is. Your mental health and your happiness are huge deals, and you have every right to safeguard them while asking those who supposedly care about you to do the same. And if they do care about you, then your mental health and your happiness will matter to them and they will honor your boundaries and they will get over their own ish to do so. And, you know, they might not understand your journey. Not a lot of people understand what an intuitive eating coach is in my life or why I am one. Um, 
but I do. Um, and, and that's all that matters to me. So they might not understand your request um, or how they're actually wrapped up in diet culture at all, um, but they should still be willing to respect your needs and wants. If they can't do that for you, honey, they are not meant to be in your life in the first place. So just to wrap up, six tips to set boundaries, write down conversational triggers, walk away if you're part of a large gathering, don't get defensive, write down responses ahead of time, be punny, and be ready to let go of relationships. And that's it. If you're looking for more long-term help with something like setting boundaries, then you need to sign up for my free Food Freedom Masterclasses. Um, they're going to be 30 minutes, and I'm offering them um, a couple of times coming up. So definitely look at the Instagram uh, to find out when those times are going to be. Or you can DM me on Instagram the word masterclass and sign up for the wait list for the next time I run them. Have a wonderful day, you guys. I will catch you soon. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.